wow. So you have these people who don't have enough food to eat, but they've got a butler. And you're like, hey, <laughs> butler, can you get me something to eat? <laughs> and the butler's going to be able to do it, Vijay. They'll pull some strings. They'll Next figure it out. Know, this person's you know, climbing. That's how they climb. That's how we create social mobility. Welcome to One Weird Thought with Vijay and Kiran. I am today's host, Kiran, because I wrote the Substack article. And with me, I've got Vijay. Vijay, how's it going? Uh, great, Kiran. I uh, just got back from New York. Uh, it was uh, fantastic. Uh, New York is warm this time of year and uh, has a lot going on, uh, as always. Oh, really? Uh, how, how are our New York brethren doing? Well, um, I spoke to one guy who was pretty interesting who had moved temporarily to Miami and then moved back. And his politics were interesting. Like He was a Democrat with MAGA-ish kind of tendencies. Mm. He felt, yeah, he felt that like the lockdown was too restrictive and, you know, in Miami everything was fine. So why would we, you know... Was so I, I thought it was interesting. Was he a crypto uh, guy? He, he should have been, uh, but he Sounds wasn't. Sounds like a... Um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I hope you had your mind broadened, maybe? Yes, yes. It gave me kind of access to a, a different di- uh, a demographic. Right? <laughs> One that I, didn't re- that I didn't realize existed. Right, I hope you proselytize the, the podcast, Vijay. I, I don't know how many of our ideas he'd agree with or disagree with. I think that'd be interesting to... Yeah, when he asked me what I did. Right. Obviously, I said I'm a, you know, a media personality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. And, and he said something to that. Oh, I thought I recognized you from somewhere. Ooh. He oh. didn't say that, but maybe one yeah, day somebody will say that. So One day we will be recognized. We will say hello to someone and someone will recognize the sound of our voice. Rather oh, than, yeah. yeah. They won't know how we, what we look like because we're mostly a audio based. So yeah, we're, we're more of an audio, you know, you've heard, you heard that expression like you've got a face built for radio. <laughs> I love that expression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Kevin, you've got to share with our, with our listeners where you are today because you're somewhere exciting today. I mean, I don't know about exciting, but I am in Costa Rica. Who am I kidding? It is exciting. Yeah, I, I like uh, this I, place. I was about to say, look, listeners, people vacation in Costa Rica. And I, yeah, and I'm just here. Karen's just there. Yeah. It, we we got here two days ago. And I have to say, the capital city, at least, is very, very similar to, similar to a a smaller town American city. Uh, but with better access to healthcare, VJ, because they have a free healthcare for all in the center of the city. Wow! Yeah. Now, our our, ta- ma- uh, our taxi driver was very proud of it and uh, made sure we he made sure we knew about it and rubbed our faces in it a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, this could be a good topic for us to to engage in. Um, does free healthcare for all mean good healthcare for none? Or mediocre healthcare for all, or just great healthcare for everybody. 
Yeah. He seemed to say it was really good. Like, people have been very transparent about how good or bad their city's healthcare system is. Because uh-huh. we ask, you know, we, we're curious. We talk. Yeah. And uh, he was very proud of his city's healthcare, BJ. He, he was uh-huh. like, it has the latest technology. We... There, it is free healthcare for ex- expats living. Like you don't even have to be a Costa Rican national. You can just show up there. They don't give you a receipt or anything. It's wow. completely government sponsored. Wow. Um, I haven't done any due diligence or research on this whatsoever. So just take this as an anecdote. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe it's yeah. maybe it's a running joke amongst the locals. Like, just tell them about our great free healthcare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be so good. Just yeah. tell the American about the free healthcare and see yeah. how pissed off they get. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It's a good game. So, you know, Kieran, uh, one of the things that we do is we like to keep our, our readers informed about world events. And uh, today I, I have a topic uh, to just touch on briefly. I have a complicated relationship with dogs. I think dogs are cute. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind having a dog. Uh, but I feel like society's gone mad when it comes to dogs. When you have like dog mummies and daddies, right? I think that's weird. Now, when it comes to a news story, what I heard today was um, that the city of Burian has torn down a tent city without giving the people who lived in that tent city anywhere else to go. Now, the reason why they tore this tent city down was because Burian, the city, was in dire need of a place for its dogs to play off-leash. And Is that really what happened? So that's they really tore it down for a dog park? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And wow. I think that's disgusting. I think it's just obscene that we would do that but like it's not like the dog park came about immediately did it or did they did the tent city form on the dog park no 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 it was remove the tent city so we can have a dog park so we can build the dark dog park yeah yeah and it reminded me of you do you remember when we used to work at amazon uh next to the balls uh, there was that little dog park there. Yeah. And yeah. every once in a while I would see, you know, all the dogs happily playing in the little park and then the homeless people sitting on the side of the park watching watching the dogs play. <laughs> oh, man, it's so depressing. I don't know. It seems wrong. It seems wrong. And, you know, I immediately think of my good friend Manish, who I just spent time with in New York, and his really cute dog, Teddy. And Teddy eats well. Teddy eats organic meat. Teddy doesn't eat dog food. Wow. Hey, Teddy, uh, Teddy dog food gets, apparently has lots of chemicals, so people have been kind of concerned about that for a while. Yeah. Teddy gets his food delivered. Wow. Yeah, hey, Teddy's doing all right. He's got, you know, what they call a dog's life. I mean, I would say the most dogs with owners are living better lives than 50% of the population. Is that... Is that controversial or is that kind of like a known thing? You know what? I think we should park this discussion for now. It's it's always been on my mind. And then today's 
events in Burien really kind of brought it to the forefront for me. But I think I'm going to do a discussion just dedicated to the relationship between humans, really Westerners, and their dogs. No, no. Indian people love their dogs now too, Vijay. I, I, you, you know, Nritya is a huge dog lover. The entire Kamath clan had yeah. many dogs. Uh, I'm sure they were very well dogs. taken care of. Very well taken care of. And yeah, we're gonna we'll have a fun discussion. So let's move to today's topic. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, butlers, Vijay. I've wanted a butler for most of my adult life. I have to say, yeah, maybe since I was a young adult, reading P.G. Woodhouse books during the summer uh, really shows how useful a butler can be. And I feel like that's the missing piece for leveling people up. Um, and if it were a noble and cherished profession even today, I think more people would be living uh, great lives. And I actually think the life of a butler, and let me, let me put it to you this way, I wouldn't mind being a butler for a while. Like it could almost be like military service, Vijay. Um, I think the life of a butler is also worth leading for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's what our society needs. Well, I, I do think one of the things that you touched on in your Substack article that, that meant something to me was this notion of of the noble profession. And it reminded me of when Kirsty and I went on our honeymoon to Mauritius, the the wait staff were highly trained. Like they were re- highly trained and they took real pride in the work that they did. Like they treated it as a profession. Yeah. Right. And they were afforded some respect because of the way they approached their job. And I, I see that same theme here and that's the thing like there are so many professions where it should be considered noble teaching is one of them mm, mm. Uh, firemen mm. Um, I can't really think of too many more but there are many of them as we know and mm. I think butlers are up there and um, it's important to people and I think what I'm proposing in the article is a way of bringing the butler into the 21st century. Cause I think we kind of lost it in the 20th century. The whole century was kind of bad for butlers as a, as a species, right? The 19th century was peak butler, I think in England and hmm. abroad, um, they gained traction. And that's when, you know, the UK was at its, at its peak when the butler was, at a, at a peak institution. It, it was probably because of the butlers. Like, I, think, you I could, think we can draw causation from this correlation. And I, I'm sure you could probably find a graph somewhere that, that figures out the impact of, uh, of butlers on, on the UK's GDP. Yeah. And were there any famous, are there any famous British people without a butler? Today? Um, well, see, I think there's a difference between the aristocracy yeah. And, and, you know, today's moneyed classes, right? Which are kind of more nouveau riche, right? So, you know, you've been watching Ted Lasso, right? Like, uh, so if you look at their, even, even that lady who owns the club 
doesn't have a butler, right? She's suffering. Oh, she has a, I think Rebecca has a butler. They're just not... See, that's the problem. They're, the show is not about that butler. Ah, uh, I see. They um, are expected to do so much behind the scenes and and I don't think that butler is doing their job yet because we haven't elevated the profession yet again. Yeah. If the butler was doing their job, they would be guiding Rebecca through all this difficult divorce crap that she's going mm. through. Mm. And if, if someone hasn't watched Ted Lasso, I highly recommend it. I don't know about you, Vijay. I, uh, I, I think you should, should be taught yeah. in schools at this point. Yeah, that um, first season, that first season is a masterclass in in managerial duties. So if you become a new manager and you're, you know, yeah. you're having people report to you, first season of Ted Lasso should be mandatory viewing. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So what I would say is the butler in that situation should have been able to offer Rebecca emotional support, tactical support, should have been able to pick up enough about running a football club that they could you know, pull all the pieces together. And Rebecca should have just been able to take advantage of having this butler. And so, instead, she's having to, you know, do too much. Reading and yeah, yeah. So, Karen, I, I had a question about the Substack. And my question is regarding the butler's mission, because you made a statement in there that said they need to be clever enough to subvert their employer's worst impulses Yes. while amplifying their positive effect on the world, right? Which means that ultimately their service is not for their employer, for the person paying them, but really for mankind. Yes. And I, and I think that's why you would have butlers as an institution. Like, yes. I think it's important for humanity. You, you need a guild. Have, you need a guild of butlers, yeah. butler institutes. And yeah. yes, I think on paper, they are responsible for their employers, but in their hearts, they have a higher calling. Uh, Same way, so, teachers teach students. So, you, yeah. if they, But if they view the, te the students as some sort of customer and then just did everything that they said, they'd be bad mm. teachers. And I think this, the same can be said for the butlers. For our butlers, this is, this is profound. You know, really, these butlers are providing a service, not to their employers, but to mankind in general. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I, I, I thought the butler is a service, given the idea that their part of their job is to subvert their employees' worst in, uh, impulses. Doing bus uh, uh, for butler as a service just seemed to make a lot of sense, because mm. you would be stopping them. Uh for our non-Hindi-speaking listeners, pass uh, means stop in Hindi. So this is actually quite clever. This this thing that I've done here, where I've I've managed to create this pun across languages, which I think deserves some recognition. I I think so too, Vijay. Except I probably most of our Western audience would pronounce that bass. No, they like wouldn't. It's got two ways in it. PJ, SaaS. SaaS is software as a service. Ah. Uh, uh, How would you do bus? I've seen mass, metaverse as a service. You know, you're right. It's going to be bass. 
It's gonna be. I, I didn't mean to kill the joke. I think it's still oh, it's now. ruined now. No, you're right. Bus. Technically, bus cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just not the same now. Anyway, I needed that uh, all that to say that I thought I'd done something clever. Um, but yeah, I, I, maybe that's what the aristocracy is missing. I guess. Like, mm. do you still think we have an aristocracy, VJ? Are, are we on the same page here? Because I kind yeah, of still I, think we do. I, I, I think we do. I think the nature of that aristocracy is changing, just like it changed uh, post World War Two. Yeah, yeah. In 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 the UK, right? Where uh, now the power brokers were the money, like with with the people with the money, not just the people with the land. Correct. Right, but the yeah. people with the money, right? And and so now, you know, is Beyonce our modern aristocracy? I'd I'd say she belongs in the in the picture. And I remember I so I, as the aristocracy becomes more dynamic, so like more people enter and exit the mm. aristocracy, we need some continuity. Yes, and yeah. What better continuity than Butler's? Yes, I think you're right because, uh, like you said, right with people with more first time aristocrats coming on board, they're going to need guidance and support. Right. And you can imagine, like, imagine there's this person who wins a hundred million dollars in the lottery and they're overwhelmed. Do you ever see that movie, Nanny McPhee? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, just like Nanny McPhee shows up at this doorstep, right, of this man who was struggling to manage his kids. He was a man, right? Um, just like that, imagine this person has won their hundred million dollars. And they're absolutely overwhelmed. And there's a ring on the doorbell. It's stormy that night. They open the door. And there in the doorway is a man in a top hat. I love it. And I love he's, it here to, he's here to help. He's been sent by the Butler's Guild to come help. And like we could, we could set up an elaborate, you know, funnel for these people like one day they wake up breakfast has been made and it has like a gold card etched oh just just like maybe used as like some sort of um pick for the toast i don't know i i can kind of picture a golden card on a platter of food and then they just see like small little things being done for them and this is how we raise awareness for the butlers as a service yeah, I, I think you're right. Just bring them further and further along into the into the funnel until the butler shows up one day. Of course, we would have to break and enter early on. They kind of be creeped out, but you know, viral it marketing. Would, you don't you don't you don't become a viral product without breaking a few eggs. It would be unnerving to come downstairs, see breakfast prepared, look at your spouse, and say, "Wow, thanks! This is amazing." Only for your spouse to be bewildered, say, I thought you did this. Uh-oh. And now, are either one of you taking a bite of that food? No, you're not. Butler Guild, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they I, all I was... need to have British accents. Sorry, Vijay. I, I just had to put that in there. I know it's it's not technically necessary for any of the job descriptions, but... At least you, to begin with, I think you, you to... need somebody who sounds sophisticated, authoritative, right? Yeah, you know. So it's not just a British accent, like you need because 
Trust me. Not all the British accents are true. They sound terrible. Like you go up yeah. north, you don't know what they're talking about. Um, right, you just don't. Like I was talking to my boy Danny the other week, and I was completely lost. He's from Newcastle. Oh no! And it was just awful. He would made a terrible. Spectrum of British accents. Where are you at, VJ? In the pecking order. You- so mine is. I think it changed a bit after I moved here, just to be more intelligible for Americans. And so mine sounds a bit more sophisticated than it should, given where I grew up. I see. I see. Right. So I've always thought of you as a sophisticated Brit. You know, one day, Karen, I'm going to take you back to where I grew up. Oh, boy. We're going to smell the Mars in the air. They uh, say never meet your heroes, and uh, uh, I feel like, I, I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of... I'm going to introduce if you join me in New York, I'll introduce you to Manish. Manish and I went to the same crap school together <laughs> and uh, made it out in one piece, so... Um, and we're both still, we we're both still stunned by it. It's like, wow, we made it. We're all right. You know, so... <laughs> so, Karen, I was going to ask you, like, I, I thought something else that I found interesting in your article was this notion of like, this is a craft that you learn over time and that you evolve in. And it got me thinking about, uh, grade levels for butlers. And I thought, you know, naturally you would move from, you know, through the ranks to a senior butler, to a principal butler, to a distinguished butler. Exactly. Same, same deal. Yeah. Yeah. It just seemed, and I also thought, like, does it make sense for a distinguished butler to have a staff of butlers working underneath them? Yes. So they can and learn I, their I craft. should have made that more clear because that was core to the idea that it is butlers all the way down. So yeah. if you're at the technical fellow, uh, I don't know why, uh, you'd be at a fellow. If you're a yeah. fellow butler or you're a distinguished butler, yes, you will almost have an army um, of people who are able to make your life easier because you have to make your employer's life even easier, right? We're not going to expect you to know um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and be able to coach your employer in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but you will have someone on hand who will be able to come in and step in as like mm. a special, special agent butler just for that specific task. And I think you can scale this pretty well. Um, the, the butler is really a managerial class at the end of the day. Mm, right? mm. And the, the main butler who is interfacing with our clients, they should be the top of the creme de la creme, the best in the biz, been butlers for a while. The way new people get experience is by being part of the pool of butlers that is like specialists, mm. right? I- yeah, I mean, if I take it back to, to our work that we've done, like with product managers, you know, you take on tasks of increasing complexity, right? And with increasing ambiguity, right, over time as you work your way up your career ladder. And I can see the same thing with butlers, right? And what you could know? be more complex or ambiguous than responding to the whims of an aristocrat? Region? Responding. I, 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 I responding, I of- Kieran. Anticipating. Anticipating, yeah, yeah. And, right, there comes a point where you have to anticipate. Oh, sorry, I misspoke. Yes, you are absolutely right. Anticipating right? But, but, is but, where... But in the junior ranks, right, it could, be, it could be a responding, right? And no, then in that the junior ranks, the senior butler is anticipating and is just going to tell you what to do, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like they're anticipating that that. Um, oh, this brings up an interesting question. Very awkward question. Traditionally, the relationship is between master to butler. Correct. Is that what it is now? <laughs> uh, we're going to go with a more traditional employment model, I would, I would assume. But because it's butlers as a service, the butler is employed by our centralized service, mm. right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And the employers have contracts with our service. So it's definitely not, it's not traditional employment. It's not, not traditional employment either. Cause mm. you know, uh, they will have to probably listen and, but that, that's where the creativity and the, the ingenuity of our, of our Butler staff comes into play. They have to subvert the employer in some cases. Right, and that's where the whole master-servant mm. relationship breaks down. Um, and you know, I want to take a leaf out of Bertie and Jeeves, mm. and in in a very in a very obvious way, Jeeves was not employed by Bertie. Uh, Jeeves was not under the power of Bertie in any like reasonable sense. Mm. If you mm. observe that relationship, Bertie was constantly worried that Jeeves would leave him. Bertie was constantly worried that Jeeves would uh, not just undermine him, but um, subvert his intentions. And then he always ended up apologizing to Jeeves in the end because Jeeves had figured it out. Um, that's so, the that's the north star for this relationship. So, did did Bertie like Jeeves? Oh, he loved him. Loved him. He was afraid that Jeeves would leave him. It, it was a, it was a unhealthy love, I would assume. Oh. But uh, he was always he was worried that Jeeves would leave, but he knew that Jeeves was indispensable for his life. And so this is and this is the model that we're chasing. Right, we want that Bertie Jeeves relationship. Hundred percent. And does we need does, that stickiness the staff business depends on a low churn rate as as you well know BJ. does bertie believe that jeeves loves him i think so i think jeeves was really clever in being withholding once in a while of praise mm. but then ever so every so often he would see bertie do something trivially mm. useful and then praise him and then that's what that's what hooked Bertie to his butler. It, it reminds me of you know, like in India, when you see the relationship between servants and families. Yeah. You know, and they'll be like, oh, you know, and when the father figure was a boy, you know, this servant's dad looked after him, and they've been with the family ever since. And then the family does these magnanimous things because they care about the servant so much you know um like they pay for the servant's kid's wedding or something like that um do you feel like like we're here we're in the same boat where where that's the relationship here where the power dynamic is what is the power dynamic really in the master's favor no, that that's what I'm trying to. That's what I I want this to hit home. 
right? We have to flip the power dynamic. The, the, the butler is the one doing the favors to the master. And they're what not if... really masters. Again, they're employers. But like mm. in India, you're right. The relationship. Yeah, they're subscribers, man. Like these, we yeah. have di- subscribers are dime a dozen. I'm not worried about subscribers. We need to get high quality butlers in here. And then, then we'll be, we will be going. Oh, uh, highly in demand. Did you like, see the you stats are... I put in? Did you see the stats? Yeah. Ever since yeah. Downton Abbey has, has come onto the uh, media scene, mm. we've had a, we've had a worldwide shortage of butlers. Wow. It's, this is a true fact, people. Like this is a, this is a fact. It, it, it's, I guess like if you're really rich and you've bought all the objects you can, Right. And now you get to this point where managing all those objects is a pain in the ass, right? Like, uh, give this boss as a house manager, for example. For each of right. our houses or for all the houses, there's one house manager. I think it's kind of like, I think it's across all, there's one person who manages across everything. Yeah. So who I think plays effectively the role of the butler. Um, but are they challenging Kirti's boss? At, hey, do you really, do you want this new house? Like, maybe we don't need another house. That's no. the kind of thing our butlers no. would do. Maybe, oh, so maybe our bat- butlers are like asking the hard questions. Like, look, you know, I've rated your happiness in 2022. And, you know, based on, based on your survey, you know, you came up uh, at a 68 and in our goals discussion, we said that we would target being at an 8.1 yeah. in 2023. And in order to reach that level, here's my suggestions in terms of um, uh, key results we should be chasing and objectives we should chase to, to raise that score to 8.3. And then, and then there's an important caveat. Uh-huh, They're uh-huh. going to have that discussion. Uh-huh. And then they're going to strategically have put breadcrumbs in front of their employer. So pretend you're the aristocrat of Egypt mm. and you want to buy a new house, right? You're saying, mm-hmm. okay, listen, Butler, our goal for this year is to buy this new house because I want to, I want a ski trip with my family every three right. months. So I need one house in the Southern hemisphere, one, one house in the Northern hemisphere, both right. in ski resorts, right? You, you do this. The butler strategically takes you to multiple poor locations, maybe mm. educational trusts, um, mm. uh, orphanages, and they lead you a change. They lead you into a change of heart, right? And then at the at the end of the year, as you're looking, because the butler is leading you to these poor places on the way to the houses, so you still mm. feel like you're in control. You're you're checking mm. out houses, mm-hmm. but you know they're incepting you in a way. And at the end of the year, you're like, listen, Butler, they'd have a name and you'd call them that name, but I'm not thinking of one now. He would say, listen, instead of a house, I want you to donate this to the, the two charities that we, we frequented on our, on our way. And the Butler yeah. will tell you, it's already been done, VJ. You don't even have that money anymore. <gasps> yeah. That's oh, the feeling. That's okay. 
I've already so, done it. Yeah. So, so he, while you were talking, here's, here's a parallel thought I had. The Butler's Guild has monthly meetings. Yeah. One day, right, a spiritual leader comes to talk to them. Let's say it's Sadhguru. Sadhguru comes in, says, listen, guys, this is all tuki. All these material things, they're making you miserable. And the butlers, they're totally bought in to what Sadhguru is saying. Sadhguru is this cult leader, uh, um, by the way. right? And so they're totally bought in. Right. He's absolutely right. All these material possessions make you miserable. And if I'm miserable with my material possessions, my bosses must be even more miserable with all the possessions they have. So they all go on this mission to rid their bosses of all their worldly possessions so that ultimately their bosses can be happier. And by virtue of doing that, They've injected all this capital back into the world and made the world a better place. Let's take that a step further, Vijay. I love where you're going with this. What if the goal was, as a butler, you don't have any possessions anyway? Maybe you right. have the clothes that you wear, uh-huh. but like you're you're effectively living in someone else's home, right? Mm-hmm. The more we talk about this, maybe maybe that is the life for me. Maybe I. I, I think you can have a wife and kids with, as being a butler, but you have to kind of keep that under separate. wraps, separate somehow. I don't know how it works, but we'll figure it out. Uh, now your goal as a butler is to convert your employer into more butlers. We have a self-propagating network. This, this is how we achieve virality. Wait, so, sorry, how, how do you acquire more butlers? What What happens? As you said, the butlers are now in a position to convince their employers that the need for material, ple- uh, the near need for material goods is overstated in this world. So then, you know, people are just getting rid of their stuff, EJ. They're injecting capital back into the world, all that good stuff. They're better people for it because they've again been guided by this butler. And at the end of the day, they don't have anything. And now all they want to do is serve other people. And what better way to serve other people than being a butler in our butlers as a service? Wow. So, wow, they become butlers themselves. Exactly. But what if, Karen, as they sign that last piece of paper, signing away that last mansion? Yeah. They have a change of heart? Yeah, like, wait, but I used to have all this stuff. Or perhaps more realistically, they sign that last piece of paper and there's this moment of excitement about the future and a feeling that everything's been lifted from their shoulders. They don't have to worry about managing the yacht and who's going to take care of the second pool yeah. at the third mansion, right? Um, all that's gone. We don't have to worry about any of that anymore. I, I can see them signing that last paper with a smile, VJ. But then a year later... They realize that they have nothing anymore. And (laughs) they have now become butlers themselves, where they are now at the mercy of a tyrant, who, as much as they're trying to steer the tyrant, the tyrant 
you know, is predetermined to not be steered. So we're, they we're end gonna up have living. some tough clients, we do. But I say, as a as a group, we weed them out. And here's the thing: I feel like the the arc of history is going to bend towards progress, and so the tyrants are not going to be able to keep a butler in our service. And once they've oh. gone through one, two, maybe three butlers, they're blacklisted. And the, the people who are able to keep a butler are going to function at a much higher level than someone who's not able to. And so they gradually become poor. Oh, actually, and you keep this interesting. I love it because you keep this interesting dynamic because they would be social pariahs amongst their fellow aristocrats. Wait, you don't even have a butler? Yeah, I mean... And and I think what would drive them insane is despite their unimaginable wealth, correct? they can't actually get a butler because the butler's guild has blacklisted them. There so therefore, what happens is an alternative service springs up for all of those who aren't eligible for butler as a, uh, for butlers from the official butler's guild. But everybody knows that that's not a real butler. Real you know, and you just look like a loser. And to your point, that'll just be an organization of sycophants. Yeah, yeah, and and everybody knows that you were stripped of your official. And actually, they make a big ceremony out of removing mm-hmm. your butler from you. They shame you publicly for so abusing the butler service. I, I could see a series of ads or maybe a guerrilla marketing technique where we carefully place a lot of videos of rich, rich people going crazy as their butler leaves them. You know, those like, yeah, they just freak out like freak outs over butlers leaving them. I I could see us having that tech. It it would be basically just like these really grainy videos because we have to make it look real. And then at the end we would just splash our logo on there. Oh, I love it. And I, I think, what I really find interesting about it is imagine like, you know, a Bezos or a Gates not being able to have one of these things. Because, yeah, if they've been too shitty to their butlers. Right. They BJ, just I, can't. I, I do want to bring up another point at this point, at this uh-huh. stage. Uh-huh. I don't think we're only going to help rich people. I think we should also have a butler seed fund. Oh, 5% or something of our profits should go into sponsoring butlers for those in need. Wow. So you have these people who don't have enough food to eat, but they've got a butler. And you're like, hey, <laughs> butler, can you get me something to eat? <laughs> and the butler's going to be able to do it, Vijay. They'll pull some strings. They'll Next figure it out. Know, this person's you know, climbing. That's how they climb. That's how we create social mobility. This is like a mentoring program, but much better. A mentoring program doesn't really help all that much. Like sometimes you don't need just advice. You need actual people to help you with things. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. Don't get me wrong. Mentoring helps, right? I'm just saying sometimes it's not enough. And when it's not enough, you need a butler. as, As the butler to the poor person. Yeah, listen, I, I have a feeling the thing that you need most right now is money. And so we need to take your 25 to $50 total net worth that you have, and we need to start investing it. Cause, <laughs> because you've got to get paid. 
<laughs> no, but that's where the butler is going to, I feel like he's going to be able to get um, for the people who get chosen for the seed mm. fund of butlering, right? Mm. They will be able to um, afford to buy a lot of stuff on credit. And I think an unofficial credit line is going to be opened for members of our staff who have, you know, chosen to help. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to say just by virtue of having a butler, your credit score goes up. But that's true, notches. right? Like, th- yeah. think about it this way, right? A nobody walks in to a shop with a butler. Mm. And they can buy a suit on credit. Sure. Like today, I guess you use credit cards. Fair right. enough. But I would I would say the butler is going to be able to sweet talk that that store manager or one of these craftsmen and say, hey, listen, my client may not have a lot of money now, but he's going to remember the people that helped uh, uh, in, in five years. Uh, so you- and by then there's a track record. Yeah. Right. And just by and by then, like culturally, we know that if this person has a butler there, there's somebody. There there's somebody. They are somebody, right? So it, it behooves me to make them happy. Exactly. Because like, rich people get a lot of free stuff, right? They get tons of free stuff, BJ. Yeah, yeah. Our, our um, clients are going to start being invited to you know movie screenings and fashion shows just hmm. by virtue of having a butler. It's like a platinum card gets you places. The black so, so, card. Yes, yeah. So this is like having a butler card right so um um Karen, there was another aspect of modern butlerism that you touched on and that was augmenting your butlers with ai empowering them with ai do you want to share that thinking yeah i'll just kind of quickly touch on it um because it's not really core to the idea it's basically the fact that as of today, we could develop the best version of butlers because we have artificial intelligence and robotics. And no one's really built custom tools for butlers because, you know, we don't have a butler class anymore. But if we were to do that, they'd be able to... uh, AI today operates on inference. So they take a lot of data in and then you give them a prompt and they infer you know, what a good response would be. Now, imagine a butler that's able to take in a lot of client, emotional, uh, written data, things of that nature, just like all this content that is being created. And then based on a bunch of physical characteristics, as well as what the client's going to say, is able to infer the right action at any time. Like we would be able to create super butlers. And if you combine that with robots for... Uh, potentially drone delivery or I don't know cleaning uh, services because I, butlers are not meant to like do menial tasks around the house. Butlers mm-hmm. are are they're mentors. They're mm-hmm. they're mentor plus guru plus managers, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't. Most people don't want to afford a, a whole staff anymore. They just have the butler, but they're augmented with robotics so that they can do the cleaning and maybe some light cooking. Um, yeah. And, and the, the person, the employer doesn't have to deal with the client doesn't have to deal with any of this technology at all, because as far as I'm concerned, those people don't really understand technology Mm -hmm. particularly well. And so 
our butlers are going to be tech savvy generalists that just make their clients' lives easier. It reminds me of like the Nawabs and um, people of that class where there was a point in time where writing was beneath them. Yeah. Right. And so in a similar way, in a similar vein, you know, the thought of directly interacting with technology is, you know, yucky. And uh, there's an anecdote about the Queen who uh, used to watch Coronation Street and um, she had a very old TV and it didn't have a remote control. But she didn't need a remote control because she had a butler. And one day the TV broke down and the butler was over the moon because this meant they were finally getting a new TV with a remote control. So, because he's a good butler, he acquires a TV, says, ma'am, mom, here's your TV, and here's the best part. When you want the volume to go up, you just press this button right here, right? And when you want to change channels, you just press this button right here. And she says, oh, why would I do that when I've got this bell right here, which I press, and then you come in and you just do it for me. Yeah, he saved himself. He's he saved himself some time by uh, he he just adjusts the volume with the remote now. With the remote now, so so. But the point was like touching technology was beneath her. Exactly. Right, and so I, I see where you're coming from. And she's absolutely right, VJ. I I can't imagine the queen actually changing a channel with a remote control. She's it, probably never done it. No, she's probably never. There's probably many things she's never done herself. Um, Can you imagine the butler installing Alexa? Or like oh. something with wake word enabled and just say, try queen. Just say yeah, it. Just, just say it. Just and then she's it. just disappointed. And she's like, it's just not good enough. It's not the same. So then she's like, butler, do this. And the butler translates it to Alexa volume up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, 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 Karen, are you ready to launch your butler institute, do you think? I think so. And and listen, I'm I'm not only looking for seed funding, but I think this is more of a people thing. So if, if people listening are either interested in a butler themselves or or they want to be a butler, because like I said, it's, it's a noble profession. Um, I think obviously I'll, I'll have to vet out each person who wants to be a butler. Absolutely so, good. you know, um, yeah. uh, they, they would be working for me initially. Yeah, uh, to help my life, you know, help me make my life easier. And uh, but you know, in exchange for that, their training and their learning, how lucky are they? Exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm offering this free of charge. Wow, you are let, willing to let somebody be your butler for free and give them this free training. I I don't know how you're going to choose from all the candidates. <laughs> I know. actually the- given all the tech layoffs recently, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need oh, to post man. something on blind. <laughs> Yo, the, the I don't know if you saw one of the links in the uh, article was one of the top ten butlers in Australia is a web developer. A yes, I saw web. that. Yeah, yeah. So she's been a, a web developer for a while, and she can cook and do like five other things. Like she's a licensed uh, race course driver, so she can like get you from point A to point B really quick. That's the kind of people I'm looking for uh, out uh-huh. of our subscribers. So. Oh, uh, yeah. maybe by this time next week you'll have a butler. Let's see. Yeah, please, and everyone, email your suggestions, uh, your applications rather, to onewearthought yeah. at gmail dot com. Love it. That's onewearthought at gmail dot com. As always, 
this was fun, VJ. I'm glad we talked through this. I'm, I've always wanted to talk about butlers for, I don't know, close to an hour. I, I'm, I'm glad we had today's discussion. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye.